have to say it one time. I'll say, say it once. Say what? Nine! You're listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones. Backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Indiana Jones in Character. Woo! The premiere. <laughs> the premiere episode. That's right. With just two of us. That's right. And we don't have no fancy names. <laughs> no, we don't. That's Dave. I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And you may know us from Star Wars in Character, but this ain't Star Wars in Character. No, it's not. This is Indiana Jones in Character. I-J-I-C. That's right. Chris, do you want to tell the, the kind folks that are listening why we're doing this? Because I've been nagging to do something in Indiana Jones since we did Star Wars in Character. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a spinoff of sorts from Star Wars in Character, talking to Indiana Jones and what Star Wars fans if they're joining us, aren't also Indiana Jones if fans. You're, yes. If you like Star Wars, you like Indy. It's, it, it, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. It's a crossover. Yes. All right. Well, who are we talking about? We are talking about Arnold Ernst Tote. <laughs> you love that middle name. No. What should we talk about? <laughs> well, wow. we should talk about... Better computer. You, <laughs> we should talk about you, Tote. Yes. Why? What's his name? His name Ernst. Ernst. It's his middle name. Ernst. Yeah. And he's a major. Okay. In, in in the Gestapo, he is a Nazi Gestapo agent, and really, what his rank in German is, he is the Sturmbannführer. I have to say it one time. I'll say, say it once. Say what? Nine. <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm saying. It. Okay. That's how I'm saying it. Well, let's start talking about Tote on our very first episode of Indiana Jones in character. Yes. Uh, we figure if we're gonna pick anybody, we gotta pick this guy because he's so cool and everybody loves him. He's really kind of like the Boba Fett of Indiana Jones. Why I like do, that. Why do you think that is? Why do people love him? We love him. Why do people love him? Because you know what? He's he's hardly in it. When he is in it, it's just so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. He's like, why is he sweating? Why is he laughing? What? Seriously, he's like, he's just so he's he's on. He says something weird, laughs, and then he leaves. I'll tell you why he's sweating. He's wearing a coat all the time, and it's a desert, and it's black. Yeah, he's, he's the, wear black in the desert. He's really the Johnny Cash of Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into this name to start with, because in his backstory, which there isn't much, but really his name is the first thing that's kind of confusing about him. He's never referred to as Tote in the film at all. But he Who is, is he? Then he's referred to. He's listed in the credits as Tote, but he doesn't have a name. Nobody addresses him in the film as Tote. So really what his name was originally in Lawrence Kasdan's screenplay was Belzig. That was going to be his original name. There's a lot of confusion about his first name. Uh, in the comics, did you ever read any of the Indiana Jones comics? Probably way back when, but I totally forget all that shit. A lot of the backstories that I've already encountered in researching for Indiana Jones in character come from the Marvel comics. And they're actually not that bad. I used to have a subscription to the, to the Indiana Jones comic, and there's some good stuff in there. But a lot of the confusion in this comes from that comic. Uh, in the comic, he had a sister, and her name was Ilsa. 
a sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she ends up going after Indy. It's kind of like, uh, you know, Die Hard with a vengeance, <laughs> you know, coming to avenge your dead brother kind of thing, go after the hero. And she calls him Ernst. But they eventually get it straightened out that Ernst is his middle name. Say it again. Ernst. <laughs> Good. And his real name is Arnold. Of course, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as far as his backstory goes, not much is known about him other than what's in the film. So we get started with him right when you see him in the film and probably one of the best scenes in, in the movie. In, mo- in movie history, almost. In movie history. I'll go there with you okay. because I agree with you. Okay. So let's take a listen to that. Okay. Okay. Does he have a hard time breathing? <laughs> Why? He's ca- he's constantly <laughs> he's like he's like whining, he's promoting, he's crying. He's like, that's what he does. Why? Yeah. Does it say? I think that this is all based on anything you read. The the, the old time actor Peter Lorre. He was like this creepy kind of sweaty kind of like fidgety guy that just in his uncomfortableness was supposed to make you uncomfortable. And they based a lot of his mannerisms and that on this guy. So it's very, it's kind of like a throwback to this old fashioned kind of filmmaking. And it works because it works perfectly. He does nothing but make you uncomfortable. He does. He's like, he's, he's smiling. Like it's, it's weird to see like a guy who, who's supposed to be like evil and just mean. He's constantly smiling. Well, he gets off on it. Okay. He's like he's like sadistic and and loves the torture. I mean, you can see it in his face in the scene that you're playing and hopefully going to finish with the with the red hot poker in her face. He's loving every oh, second. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got a heart on the whole time he's doing this to her and it's creepy. And as a kid, it scares the shit out of you. I mean, it's like menacing. Were you scared of this guy when you were little? A little bit. Yeah, I was I was I was frightened. I was I was I was just more scared that he was just constantly like smiling. It's horrible. Well, let's let's go back and see where he's about to poke her. (laughs) 
I, I can be reasonable. That time is past. You don't need that. That's just great introduction there. Absolutely, you know, I but, agree with you. That's one of the greatest scenes ever. And the camera, the camera is right up his sweaty nose, <laughs> and he's the, he has that weird mole on the side of his face, and he's just pouring down sweat. What? But you know why? Do, but why is he, it, it's it's cold outside though. The coat is heavy. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, you're right. It needs a special hanger. <laughs> We'll get to the hangar okay. in a minute. Is that what it was? Okay, go ahead. But that scene all takes place in 1936. He's sent to Nepal by the Third Reich to get the Staff of Raw headpiece with Otto, who's the only other German in that scene. Otto, we may, we'll do an episode on Otto eventually. We're talking about Indiana Jones characters and the three Nepalese henchmen that he hires along the way. Is is Otto and Arnold German names? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea. All right. Isn't it fun to learn? It is. I should take notes. Yeah, you should. So he burns his hand. Duh. That part, yes. Not not good judgment. No. Grab a rag. Or kick it outside first. <laughs> you know outside. what I mean? Roll it outside. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's basically the end of that scene. Great scene. Nobody does awesome, like that scene. Awesome scene. The next time you see him, he's got the scar. He does. And when he walks up, right? And and he comes up and he sees Belloc and Dietrich and you know he's ready to go. He does. Here it comes. You can't even hear it. Okay. Well, he what happens is they create a re- replication of the Stephara headpiece, and we all find out that there's writing on both sides, but they don't know that at the time. But did he go to the hospital? Why? Because he's scarred. Did you see his hand? I saw his hand. It, it's in there, deep. Yeah. That's like third degree burns. <laughs> yeah. Did he put on there some new spoon or something? I mean, <laughs> yeah, ice it up or something? Sure. He put right. butter on it. <laughs> butter. And when he does that and he goes to see Belloc, I always kind of loved his relationship with Belloc. It was a lot of fun to watch. Like He, he really kind of hated Belloc. He did. And his tactics, as, as did the other Nazis, I think, and Dietrich and these guys. They... Belloc was into the mysticism and, and and the spiritualism of the Ark, and Tote did not believe in this kind of stuff. He was he was constantly laughing at it. Oh, he's just he was just the foil for or Belloc was his foil. He was always laughing at him, even when Marion's thrown in the well. The souls and Belloc's all upset. He's just giggling his ass off as he walks away. <laughs> It's not like an evil laugh. It's just creepy. It is creepy. Tickle me tote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I got the hand again. <laughs> I would definitely buy that. What? <laughs> Tickle, Tickle me, me tote. tote. Guaranteed. Well, we talked about the hangar scene a little bit. Tote. You know, was sent to interrogate Marion because the Nazis were kind of getting fed up with Belloc and what he was getting to getting out of Marion, which was basically nothing. But this scene with the hangar happens. And according to everything you read, just like all the best scenes in every movie, this was ad libbed. 
with the hangar. Now, really? I, don't know, I don't know how it could be ad-libbed because they had the prop there, but I think that Spielberg wanted to do this in another film and wasn't able to, so they put it in this scene. And it's it's a moment of levity in a, in a movie that needs it from time to time. Raiders of the Lost Ark is a funny movie at times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why movies like this end up being so great, and this is a funny part. So There you go. Very much. Perhaps we'll meet someday under better circumstances. We meet again, Fräulein. You Americans, you're all the same. Always overdressing for the wrong occasions. See, you wanted to talk about the sound effects in the background. I did. There's like a... Like moaning or like someone screaming for help or something. I just thought it was like some kind of animal. Like a dog or something? Like a coyote? I mean... Let's try to to do it again. They're they're in Egypt at that point. I don't... He's overdressing for the wrong occasions. (laughs) That. Yeah. Was it a dog? It sounds like some kind of coyote or something, but I don't know what kind of animals are running around the desert in Egypt. The way that... Dead ones. Well, Marion is going to escape, and Belloc tells him, go ahead and try and run, but right. it's desert for days everywhere you run. Right. I don't know what the hell's out there. Yeah, okay. It's, it sounded like a person like in pain or something. You think it was like somebody being tortured in the next tent? It could be. I like that. <laughs> that's where, I like torture. That's where Tote just came from. Exactly. Next tent. The other major scene that you see is then his death scene. Oh, yes. And the face melting. Now, <laughs> when you watch this today, what do you think? I mean, there's like special effects and and a lot of advances have been made. What did what do you think about this scene when you see it today? Is In it today's time or today's technology? Yeah. I still I get a kick out of him melting so that they them melting and his head going sideways, it's still neat. The the guy in the middle with yeah. his his rubber arms and fingers, so funny. Dietrich on yeah. the side? No, in the middle. The, yeah, the guy in the middle. Well, Belloc's in the middle. Yeah, the Belloc. He's his fingers are all bending and and, and rubbery. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But when you're when this when this came out and you saw that, mm-hmm. I think every jaw in that theater was was wide open. Oh yeah. Say, so what the hell did I just see? See, we were uh, how old were we when this came out? Probably like eleven. No, we were younger than that. We were about eight. This came out in nineteen eighty one. As an eight-year-old kid seeing yeah. this in a movie theater. And you see blood. And you see, like, bones, skeletons. Oh, this is, like, saw. <laughs> I mean, this is, like, this is like the most gore. There's a, there's a scene where he rides out on tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> and to see it now, it, it's, it's Do you, it's do you laugh at it? Do you think it's... It's ridiculous. Because apparently Toad is made of layers of red and white paint. <laughs> well, the red, the red is the blood. Well, what, but what's the white? When your when your skin melts, it turns white. It does. Watch. <laughs> okay. Let me show you. We'll do it later. You know, but we, you were scared. You must have been scared. Oh, petrified. Around. I was scared to death. The yeah. other two to me are a little scarier, and they still like. I don't. I don't laugh at the other two things. Belloc's like, rubber hands crack me up. His head explodes. That's scary. Yeah, it is scary. Dietrich's the best one. Would you if if you were going to die? Yeah. Head explode or head melted? <laughs> this why 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 do I have to make this choice? <laughs> So I know later on in life. This is the worst question anyone's ever asked. I'm telling you, I would peg head exploding because head melting takes some time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see your point. <laughs> well, 
when you look at it today, it's silly. But back it then, is silly, it, but... it was a big deal. The ILM people, the geniuses that were there then and still are there today, what they did was they basically made a wax dummy with a skull, and they layered it with all kinds of... They actually said they used, like, animal flesh and then, like, you know, blood and, and that kind of stuff. Not real blood, but right. they, they layered it to, to make it look like a face, and then they heated it up and melted the layers off. That's basically all they did. You want to hear it? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. And and as they did that, they sped up the uh, they sped up the film to make it look like what we saw. Look at his fingers. <laughs> so he gets the one last scream in there, and but, but yeah, but can you? Dumb question: Can you still scream while your face is is melting off? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> we gotta do some research on that. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. I don't think so. Let's find someone who can burn. That's horrible. Really, what happens in the comics is he dies in a different way. And I think in the original screenplay, he was supposed to die in the truck chase. And you remember the truck chase? With everyone's the in, in the same car, though. He's not in that car. Um, you remember the one Jeep that goes off the edge and the matte, yeah, and the matte, matte painting? painting and yeah. just, oh, like 20 minutes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He's in that car. In the comics, okay. so that was the way they were going to kill him. He was never going to make it to the end in in that draft of the screenplay, which was in use for the comics. But thankfully, I like did. I like him him melting better. You like the melting, yes? Okay. Well, good. As far as the behind the scenes of Tote, he was played by the late Ronald Lacey. Now, there's something that I always thought, and I've, I've only learned about this recently, not, not in doing research for this show, but recently. There's a scene early in the movie when Indy gets on a plane in San Francisco. It's like the start of the red line. Yes. And there's this guy with glasses that's on his plane, and he kind of looks at him. I always with newspaper or something over his, his face. Yeah. I always thought that was tote. It's not. Is it's, it? it's not tote. I always thought the same thing. I thought it was, I thought it was tote. It's, a, it's supposed to be some other spy, uh, some European spy. It was actually paid by ILM uh, artist uh, Dennis Murin, who I, I, I believe autograph. his name has come up in Star Wars. Yeah. He's, he's done a lot of work for them. That's him, and he's just some nameless European spy. That's not Tote, but a lot of people think it's Tote, including me, I thought, for a long time. I thought it was Tote until today when I when I looked it up, some research, and I saw that. Oh, okay. And it really was like... It was like what? I, I never. I thought it was always Toad. Yeah. Always. Well, it's not. Hate the movie. I actually, when I was little, thought that the actor and the character was Chinese. Like, to me, he I looked... I never thought that. He, he looked slightly Chinese or Japanese to me, and it doesn't make sense then that he would be a Nazi, and only until maybe, like, I was a teenager did I realize that the, the actor himself was, was not. Like, I, I, I always kind of thought that. And it, it doesn't make sense. Right, right. But what this man did was he shaved his head to be bald. And there's a funny scene when they're walking through the uh, Jawa Gorge. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. When, the, when they're taking the arc, he takes his hat off and kind of wipes his head. Yeah. You can see the stubble growing back on the top of his head. I always noticed that. Like, like it's shaved to make him look like a bald man, but he wasn't bald. You can see his hairline growing back. I would rather have stubble on my head. Eat a fly like Belloc does. Eat a fly? Yes. When does this happen? Uh, we'll talk about that when that comes up. In the Belloc episode? Yes. You're gonna keep me hanging? He he eats a fly. Seriously? It's in his it's on his cheek. He's talking and it whoosh, goes right in his mouth. But he keeps on talking. He doesn't stop. Does he chew it? Does he wipe his mouth? 
I, <laughs> I don't remember that part, but that's like one of the major scenes that he did. The fly goes in his mouth and he keeps on acting. There was an old Belloc that swallowed a fly. <laughs> I don't know why he swallowed the die. Perhaps his head will explode. Maybe it will. Rubber Fingers. <laughs> Rubber Fingers. Wasn't that a Rolling Stones album? <laughs> was it? Sticky. It's all <laughs> sticky. Anyway. Is that Cosby on this one? <laughs> yeah, right. The uh, the man shaved his head, and I always got a kick out of seeing the stubble as he wipes his brow. I, I gotta check that out. He, uh, he actually appears later in the Indiana Jones saga as Heinrich Himmler. And Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, the evil SS commander most responsible for the Holocaust. So you see Ronald Lacey again later in Indiana Jones, the same scenes with the book burning, where Michael Sheard Never knew this. plays Hitler. And we talked about Michael Sheard a lot on one of our other shows, Star Wars in Character. Michael Sheard famously played uh, Admiral Ozzel in The Empire Strikes Back, also played Hitler in Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. And... Michael Sheard actually auditioned for Tote. Did he really? And was turned down. But uh, that was something that he wanted to do. So he was always kind of involved in Lucas. Lucasfilm and, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, we met Michael Sheard. I, I doubt we're ever going to do a Hitler episode as uh, Indiana Jones in character, the Hitler episode. <laughs> so we could talk about, for people that don't listen to Star Wars in character, the time we met Michael Sheard, which was... Pretty damn funny. Oh, yeah. He was a nice guy. He was, God rest his soul, he's passed away. All these guys are dead. I know. What's going on? Not my poster. So sad. We're getting old. All these guys are passing away. I know. Michael Sheard was at a convention signing autographs as Admiral Ozzel. He was a a very, like, funny, like, old English codger. He was just, like, a funny, funny dude. But the thing that I always remember about him is not only was he signing photos of Admiral Ozzel, he was actually signing eight by ten photos of Hitler. But it's a character, it's not really of him as Hitler, not actually Adolf Hitler. (laughs) But signing like, you know, best wishes Michael Sheard Hitler. (laughs) I love that about that guy. He didn't give he didn't care either. No. Plus you were giving him ten bucks to sign my Hitler. That's right. But uh, he Ronald Lacey is in Indiana Jones in the last Never knew that. as Heinrich Himmler. Okay. Now, this is where it starts to get a little crazy. I think I think I know where you're going with this. The original concept for Tote, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Tote was supposed to be a cyborg. Who, why, what, how? Who, why, what, how? This is actually Spielberg's idea. I, I, I read this and I was just befuddled, like, why? This isn't like a science fiction movie. This is like this is this is real life shit. Well, I mean, have you seen Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, getting into science fiction way before that. He was supposed to be a cyborg. I mean, straight up. I I, I I I saw that. I just was shaking my head reading it. Yep, there are concept sketches and and artwork. And once we get the show going and we have our Facebook page going for Indiana Jones and character, we will put all this stuff up there. There's a really cool sketch of. Another actor portrayed portraying Tote with the cybernetic arm and uh, red light in his eye. I mean, this is straight out of Terminator RoboCop. He walks in as Sarah Connor here. (laughs) Sarah Connor. This was Spielberg's idea. Lucas rejected this idea. So can we can we go on record right now that George Lucas said no? We're going to make this movie better than that. He did. Would you have liked that? No, because I think that would have t- taken the whole movie out of like 
realism and stuff, and it just wouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. He was perfect being a a bald, sweaty Nazi. Bald, sweaty Nazi. Yes. A BSN. That's how I like him. <laughs> you like your Nazi sweaty? Bald and sweaty. Okay, well, this was probably a bad idea. I agree with you, and Lucas made a right decision. Oh, my God, yeah. That would have just... Him and the... It would have sucked. <laughs> this 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 movie. I mean, I know this is this probably is like one of the top, definitely top three films like that was ever created. Mm-hmm. And you think this would have taken it down? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. This was a bad idea. I actually think I saw too that it was like a flamethrower. Like he like he could pop off a gun, put on a flamethrower, pop it off, put on a fucking can opener. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, he was like he was just Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. He could have put go any, gadget. Yeah, yeah, he could have put anything on there. It was just it was just really really it would have just too far fetched for even George Lucas. And if it was mechanical, would the would this would the would the symbol still burn into his hand? <laughs> That's a good point. See, he would use the other hand. Oh. <laughs> he would have had to take off the gun, put on the detachable hand to pick up the step. Put on rock. the on the rubber hand so it melts in the skin. Yeah, take it off. See, it's too much to think Stupid. about. Stupid. They made the right decision. Good job. <laughs> Ronald Lacey seemed like a cool guy though, because from what I've read about him, is that he chastised co-stars that weren't as appreciative as they should have been for working in this movie like he knew then what it meant to work with steven spielberg and what it meant to work with george lucas and he reveled in it and he loved it and anybody that was kind of like just like yeah this is another gig he would give him shit that's i never that is awesome he would tell him like no you gotta understand what you're involved in you're involved in something special and he would he would lay down the law that's what ruins uh, movies today sometimes is that people just, they don't care about the movies. They hate the role. It's just a job. That's what ruins, you know, for the fans, you know, mm-hmm. what's, what's, what's about them. But he sounds like he was, he was awesome. Yeah. It, it sounds like he was, he was, he had it right. And maybe it's because other things you read about him that he was going to retire. He had been in a lot of things, a lot of English things. He was an Englishman and he decided it wasn't going the way he thought it would, and he was going to retire after Raiders. He he had he hadn't gotten the role yet, and he okay. had, he was like, "I'll give it one more shot." Got this role, and then continued to act for the rest of his life. Um, John Rice Davies said that he was he was going to retire. Like they had talked about this on the set, and it's good that he did because yeah. he was in other things after that. He was in uh, Firefox and some other some other good movies. And had this not come along, he probably would have quit. The other thing that they said is that when they filmed in Tunisia, like the Jawa caves and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, in between takes, he would go around in the dirt and collect fossils. <laughs> so he, he was the real archaeologist. Yeah, I was thinking, like, maybe he, he's the son of a bitch that stole some of that Lars homestead that was there, you know? Bastard. <laughs> His grandchildren probably have pieces of it. But uh, I by, want an address. By all accounts, Ronald Lacey got rest his soul was a stand-up guy. He created a great character. Totally. George Lucas wrote a great character. There isn't a single person that I know that doesn't like this guy, even non-indie fans. If you go, oh, you know the guy in the black. Like, oh, that guy was that guy yeah. was badass, that guy. So A lot of them know the name Tote, too. Sure. That the This guy and this character is one of the reasons that we picked this. He has 16 lines in the movie. Every one of them is memorable. Every one of them is great. Every scene he's in is great. Um, and this is what we wanted to start our show with, a character that everybody loves and that no one can deny is one of the greatest. I love him.
So the only other thing I could find on Tote is that <laughs> this this is nothing to do with Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm listening. <laughs> tote, you know, I think things are acronyms. Like yeah. the, the the letters stand for thing. You know what Tote stands for? Now this is in the Twitter world. This is in the Twitter. Uh, Hold on. Uh, much younger people than we're interested in. And they've come up with so this. like in like the texting world kind of texting kinda world thing? in the Twitter world worlds that we're not in. Okay, we're like forty year old dudes. Does 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 a tease mean like talk today tomorrow? I'll tell you. I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. Okay. This is something that someone would use to break up with a girl, and the T stands for tired. Tired of her tonight. Close. Tired of her. Totally. Tired T- of her. To- no way. Hold on. <laughs> I gotta say the soft and tight of her tits? Yes. <laughs> if you break up with a girl and you write that in your Twitter feed, tote, that's what it stands for. First of all. <laughs> yeah. How can you be tired of anyone's tits? Well, I don't know, but the reason that this came up and the person that first used it, I think, was Russell Brand. And about who? About, about singer? About Katy Perry. No, have you seen those? Listen, I'm telling you what I found. I went on to look for tote, and I found this garbage. I'm just passing it along to you and anyone even, that's listening. I didn't even know about that. Well, now, every time you watch Raiders of the Lost Ark, you're going to think about this. I am. You? I'm not tired of nobody's. Okay, especially Katy Perry. Especially those. All right, well, that's about all we have on tote. Go back to that. To- that's That's... No. That bothers me. Let it go. All right, let it go. Okay. We're going to move on to our our next and final segment, which is a trivia segment in which we are entitling Fortune and Glory. Glory and Glory and Glory. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to keep a running tab between Chris and I, and we are going to bet points and give each other trivia questions. After a series of episodes, possibly 25, Whoever is in the lead at the end will be declared the winner, and the winner will have to, the loser, excuse me, will have to buy the winner some sort of Indiana Jones toy t-shirt. Some, yeah, we're going to shoot for something Raiders, because this guy was from Raiders. Yes, I would love I would love a tote action figure, which I do not have, so just keep that in mind. There is, I think I... I did see there was one in 2011. There's been there's been several. I didn't want to mention that, too, because I remember a friend of mine... Uh, I had Star Wars toys. My friend had all the Indiana Jones toys. The old ones. I mean, the yeah, Kenner ones yeah. from like the 80s. And I remember that Toad action figure to this day. And probably every Toad action figure that came on after that had the Staff of Ra burn in his little tiny plastic yeah. hand. That that attention to detail, I think, is pretty, pretty damn cool. There's been lots of Toad action figures and dolls and things like that that have come out. Not surprisingly, because the character's so well loved. Well, it says it sucks. Now it says here that in 2011, the San Diego Comic Con had the exclusive tote figure that was canceled in the, in the fifth wave of Indiana Jones figures. So it never came out in the ones that they released. I guess not. I guess it was only for the fans of San Diego Comic Con. Damn it! eBay, Amazon. Yeah, seriously. They pay through the nose. Yeah. Yes, you will. Well, one of us, whoever wins this trivia, better get well, something. Something. Nice. Something Raiders this. What, are you not going to buy me the tote thing? That's how much it is. (laughs) Okay, well, this is the first installment of Fortune and Glory. Kid. And what we're going to do is bet points from zero to five. Even though we have no points at this point, we will still be allowed to bet zero to five, depending on 
I don't know how smart you're feeling that day. Right. So, Chris, you're going to go first. Okay. Uh, how many points are you betting from zero to five? Man, you know, these questions could be about anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to go in strong. I'm going to go three. Okay, you're betting three I'm points. I'm betting three. Uh, you get it right, you got three, you get it wrong, you got negative three to start the show. That's going to suck. It will. All right, here's your question. Okay. We've each come up with a question for each other, and this is the one that I came up for you. All right. What is the name of Marion's bar oh my God. in Nepal? I have no idea. Um, if you're listening at home, in your car or on your walk or on your treadmill, play along with us. Chris in, is having trouble. In your tub? <laughs> your tub. Someone's in listening your, in the tub. In your T-O-H-T? <laughs> listening to Katy Perry? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. I, um, you don't know the name of the bar. Marion's I, Bar. I'm going out with negative three. Ravenwoods. Ravenwoods. <laughs> <laughs> Ravenwoods. Ravenwoods Place. I drawn a blank. All right. Well, that's going to be negative three for you. The answer, my friend, is the Raven. Uh, you know what? That's so easy. <laughs> now, it pisses me off because there's a website called that. It's is all it? dedicated toward, towards Marion. Yeah. Really? What an ass. What an ass. Yep. I want her too. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, negative so you're three. negative three. Shit. I mean, you you had a, you had a close, but I'm not accepting that. I'm no, sorry. Uh, that's, that's that's totally fine. Marion's Bar, The Raven. That's that's all. That's mm-hmm. speaking okay. of websites. There's a very very cool tote exclusive website that I'll put on our Facebook page. This guy has collected a lot of information, pictures, uh, that kind of stuff. I'll put it. I'll put the link on our website. It's a really cool website, and and I got a kick out of it. So if you love tote as much as we do. You got to check it out. And I don't remember it off the top of my head, but you'll have to go to our Facebook page. And Damn it. I'm such an ass. The Raven. It's, it, it, it's right there. It's so obvious. All right. Well, what's my question? Well, well first I got points. Bet. How many points do you want to get? You can make it fair and say, say three. And then if you get it wrong, then it's a tie game. Would you like me to do that? Whatever you want to do. I will bet three. <laughs> yes. What's Indiana Jones' last name? No. <laughs> um, all right. How do, I, how do I word this? We all heard the rumors of, of who auditioned. Mm-hmm. Um, for um, Indiana Jones. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll give you a few names: Nick Nolte, Tom Bill Selleck, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Supposedly, he, no. He dropped out due to, to to scheduling conflicts with SNL. Get out of here, Chevy Chase. No, I'm telling you what, what what I'm reading. This is this is all fabrication. There was another comedian who who you love, mm-hmm. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. No. They have everybody that's on there. Is Telly oh. Savalas on there? Twice, no. Marty um, Feldman? No. They got everybody on there. But Steve Martin turned it down and chose to make another movie. What was that movie? In nineteen or in 1981? So in 1980-ish. I guess that's when it came out. Or maybe he decided to do this. I mean, see how long it... See if it came out in the early eighties. What movie did Steve Martin turn turn down? What well, what movie did he make instead of? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. See, the jerk came out in 1979. I'll give you a hint. You you, you were right. 81. So this movie also came out in 1981. 1981. That's a good question. And I'm trying to come up with a you know 
like weird ones, you know. Now I like this question. Steve Martin is a personal hero. I know you love him, and that's why I, I chose the Steve Martin question for you. See, in that era, there was uh, like dead men don't wear plaid, and all of me maybe. I am going to say, because we were just talking about it on the Grady's, one of our other podcasts, I'm going to say dead men don't wear plaid. Dead man, men, men, don't wear plaid. Dead men don't wear plaid. You were incorrect. Oh. <laughs> but Cosby. Um, pennies from heaven. Pennies from heaven. That was the same time period. That's a good question. I like that question. Have you ever heard of pennies from heaven? Hell yeah. So okay. Dancing, singing, the whole nine yards. Okay. All right, so we're both at negative three. This is a great start. I like this. So in fortune but, and glory, but we my got question, neither. my question was fucking cake, and I fucking blew it. You did. I did, and I and I said Ravenwoods. Oh well. No, I what I said was Raven. Would that be the answer? <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Isn't that what I said? Nice try. That was good. Shit, you're still wrong. Okay. Well, that's it for our first episode of Indiana Jones in character. Yes, it is. Would you like to tell the folks who we're doing on our next well, episode? Yes, thank you for listening to this premiere episode of Indiana Jones in character. Join us next time when we discuss Art Weber. Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in character. Indiana Jones in character is part of the Neozaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones and Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.ijic.neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones and Character episodes and information.